Hey guys, what's up? It's Abby, and this is the second episode of To Catch a Killer. The case we're going to be talking about today is the Lizzie Borden killings. It's a very popular case and another one that is based over a hundred years ago. And just a little spoiler, it's still not solved. So I'm just going to get right into it. This case started on August 4th, 1892 in the town of Fall River, Massachusetts. And the day started off like any normal day for the Borden family, just like many of these cases I've researched do. Just a little background on the Borden family. The family included parents, Andrew and Abby, and they had two daughters named Lizzie and Emma. Lizzie and Emma both lived at home but were a little bit older, so Lizzie was in her 30s and Emma was in her 40s at the time of these killings. Lizzie and Emma's mother actually died when they were young girls, and a little while after that, Andrew, the father, became a bank president and a successful businessman and met and married Abby Gray, and Abby helped raise the girls as they grew older. So also living in the house was the maid, Bridget Sullivan, who worked in their home, and so let's just get into how the day of August 4th began. So on the morning of August 4th, Andrew, Abby, and Bridget, so the parents and the maid, had actually begun to feel a little ill after eating a breakfast of what they called overripe bananas and spoiled mutton broth. Lizzie, who was the daughter in her 30s, claimed to have felt fine at the time, and Emma was away with friends for the weekend, so she wasn't even home at all. Although they weren't feeling their best, they continued the day as normal, Andrew, the father, went into town to deal with some business, and his daughter Lizzie, wife Abby, and maid Bridget were in the home when he left. So despite not feeling well, everything was of that day was going on just normal. So when Andrew returned home that day, he couldn't find his wife Abby and asked Lizzie where Abby was, and Lizzie said that she had received a note and had left to visit a friend. After this, Lizzie talked to her dad for a little bit and got her father to relax and sit down on the couch where he ended up taking a nap because remember, the maid and Lizzie and Abby weren't feeling so great that day. So after her dad went down for a nap, Lizzie talked to Bridget and Bridget and tried to convince Bridget to leave the house by telling her there was a department store sale down the road, but Bridget declined because she wasn't feeling well and decided to go upstairs and take a nap instead. So just a little while later, after falling asleep, Bridget woke up from her nap hearing screams from Lizzie exclaiming that her father had been murdered. So Bridget rushed down to the living room to find Andrew dead on the couch and covered in his own blood. She at first could not even recognize him as his face had been so badly beaten. Lizzie then exclaims that her stepmother Abby should have been home by now and asked Bridget to go upstairs and look for her. As Bridget Sullivan went up the stairs, she found Abby to be hacked to death by a hatchet as well. It was found that Abby had been hit 19 times from the hatchet and Andrew had been hit 11 times. It was also determined that Abby was killed first. Lizzie claimed that she was in the bar at the time of the murders and entered the house later to find her father dead in the living room. Lizzie was not considered a suspect in the murders at first, but that all changed when her friend caught her burning one of her dresses because she... 
because she claimed it was stained. It was also alleged that Lizzie tried to buy poison the day of the murders. So after these findings, Lizzie was arrested and put on trial for her parents' murders, and Lizzie stayed in jail for 10 months while awaiting her trial. The court eventually cleared Lizzie of all charges. There wasn't enough evidence to convict her, although if she would have been found guilty, she would have been sentenced to death. Her jurors were a group of 12 heavily mustached men, is the quote that I found, and having all men on the jury is a normal scene for this time. So nobody on the jury could believe that a white woman who worked as a Sunday school teacher could commit such violent acts. One thing that they could have done with the hatchet and the murder weapon was fingerprint testing, as fingerprint testing was actually becoming more of a regular thing at the time. But Fall River police were not confident in its reliability and refused to test prints on the murder weapon that had been found in the basement. There have been many theories as to what happened that day. Some say it was Lizzie, some say it was Bridget, and some say it was the two of them even working together. Although Lizzie was the only person ever charged for the murders. Lizzie remained living in the same town for the rest of her life and became a social pariah. Nobody wanted to be around her or to be associated with her as they still didn't quite trust her. Many people believe that she was responsible and they would refuse to sit next to her at church or be around her when she was in public. A rhyme that I found that goes along with these murders that children started to say shortly after the murders took place goes, and I quote, Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she, w- when she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. So a couple things while I was researching as to why Lizzie might have committed these horrible murders is the motive of money. So her family had a lot of money and it was said that Andrew Borden was a wealthy businessman and was also very frugal. His frugalness caused a lot of friction in the household as the daughters liked to live their lavish lives and Andrew liked to keep his money and keep it in safe places and not be spending it on crazy things that his daughters wanted. So it is a little strange that Lizzie and her sister Emma still lived at home while in their 30s and it was said that they didn't like their father or his wife very much. So I guess I don't know what the exact story is as to why they still lived at home but they did still rely on their parents and their dad for money and their well-being. So when their dad didn't want to cough up more money for them, that frustrated them. One reason that Lizzie might have committed these murders is to inherit the estate. So with their parents out of the way, Lizzie and Emma stood to inherit the estate, which after adjusted for inflation today, it would have been worth around $7 million. So basically the biggest theory is that Lizzie's motive would have been to inherit money as well as her independence from her parents that she didn't really seem to respect much. At one point, Andrew even sold one of his rental properties to Lizzie and Emma for $1 so they could collect the rent and profit. The sisters ended up eventually selling the house back to their father for $5,000 because the house was run down and they said that they were losing money on it. It also seems to me to be very suspicious that Lizzie wouldn't have heard the brutal murders while she was at home. And if she was awake at home, how was her mother able to sneak back into the house and be murdered without her even noticing? Emma's alibi was that she wasn't home because she was out with friends. So she was never tried for the murder or even really questioned because she wasn't there to witness it. Lizzie ended up staying in the town of River Falls her entire life and bought a beautiful new house in a wealthy area of her city, Fall River, in 1905, and she ended up changing her name from Lizzie to Lisbeth. 
I don't know if she did this legally or if she just changed her nickname. Um, I would imagine that her legal name was probably something like Elizabeth and she went by Lizzie as a child and decided maybe that Lizbeth was a name that people wouldn't associate her as much with her family as opposed to Lizzie. But Lizbeth or Lizzie didn't have a very quiet time living in River Falls. There were many children in the town that were known to ring Lizzie's doorbell in the middle of the night and pelt her house with gravel and eggs. The mortar house today is now run as a bed and breakfast. I don't know if they still associate the house with the murders and if that's what the bed and breakfast does to get people to come in or if they just kind of pretend like it never even happened. So I'm just wondering what your guys' theories are. To me, it sounds like Lizzie definitely had something to do with it or that she's at least not telling us everything that she knows. She clearly was home that day and it makes you wonder if her mother ever even left the house because as I said, they had told us or the police realized that Abby had been killed first before Andrew, her father, even had been killed. So it sounds like she might have even been dead before Andrew got home from work that day. So you guys let me know what your theories are. Um, I'm really curious if you think maybe Bridget had anything to do with it or if you think that they were doing it together. It's a very interesting case and probably one that we'll never have an answer to. But with today's technology, I would imagine there's probably more that could happen or more research that could go into this. It might be hard now that the house has been changed into a bed and breakfast. So it's very unlikely that we'll ever hear any more from this case. But let me know what you guys think. I'm curious to hear other theories. I hope you enjoyed this and I will be back with another podcast soon. Thanks guys. (laughs) 